This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. We'll start with Yolanda Lim, Hachi. It's on Twitter. Do you think that the American NBL commentator Corey Williams, who is frequently on a lot of Hachi's platforms, should drop the homicide tag and the person interviewing him not refer to him as homicide? It may have been acceptable five to ten years ago, but not in this day and age. Hadn't given it a moment's thought, Yolanda, to be fair. So it's... Yeah, I'm sure that'll be a discussion for Corey it's, to um, decide. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting discussion, actually. I've got to be honest, I have, weirdly enough, thought of it. And again, no one can um, compel anyone to think anything at any given point in time. But I've met Corey through through your um, your functions, and he's as good a commentator as there is on any sport in this country, Corey Homicide Williams. But I must admit, I, I, the use of the word homicide, it's it, it, it did bounce at me a couple of weeks ago when I saw something he, he'd, he posted on a social media account. And... Yeah, the way the world works, Hachi. Yeah, we, we, we think that way sometimes. So, yeah, that's just my observations on that. He's long had the nickname. I don't even know the origins of it. Is there a story attached to him calling himself that? I think it was the efforts on the basketball court he talked about. He talked about it in the, in the Herald Sun interview on Saturday, I think. It was a, it was his performance in street ball and how he was having an effect on the opposition or something like that. But uh, he's, all I'd say is I'm a massive fan of him as a broadcaster. I think he's got a huge upside. Oh, I am too. Yep. Yeah. And he's great. He's great at those um those those breakfasts you you uh, you host too. Uh, Tim Kelly on Facebook, he addresses this to me. In your off-air conversations, does Hutchie square up and constantly roll with rubbish like, look, just want to say I'm a huge fan of their work or before we go on, I love the way they operate before potting someone or does he only save it for on air in case the person may hear it? This is a ripping question from Tim Kelly. You, you do the square up, Hutchie. You do it in – you certainly do it publicly. Okay. You well, want to you, volunteer any, any uh, well, opinions on this aimed, conversation? The question was aimed at you, not me. Well, Hutchie, Tim um, – it's a bit like Sam Newman, is it? I, th- I think Hutchie spent part of his life not wanting the public to realise he's actually a bloody good person. Um, so I want to p- say that before I say this. He, on this platform anyway, does square up way too many times. Even with people that I know he has got not one minute of a time of day for, he still will square up with that person when the microphones are on. So I'll, I'll let you deduce your own findings as to what I've just said there what? with what he may say when the microphones aren't on. I'll answer, not fair there, Hutchie? I'll answer it this way. Look, before I answer it, I just want to say Tim Kelly does ask some great questions on Facebook from time to time and has been a good contributor to the sounding board audience <laughs> on occasion. But gee whiz, some dingbats ask some dumb questions on this question time from time to time. Some of the rot you got to answer it early into, into responses is unbelievable. <laughs> There's a little insight into what we're dealing with, Tim. This is Wild Beasts on Twitter. Last week, you commented on the relatively good financial results by the AFL. Richmond made a small profit after getting nearly, and Wild Beast says, nearly $11 million in JobKeeper from the government. With 700-plus employees, how much did the AFL get? Uh, I've not seen this reported. Um, look, I, I, look, I don't even know whether that $11 million to which Wild Beast refers to there is right or accurate when it comes to Richmond. It may be. I just don't know whether it is. Clearly, though, Hutchie, and, and I think it's a it's a reasonable point that Wild Beast makes in, in the bigger picture that the AFL industry, like every business, it, it needed JobKeeper just to survive. When it is removed from operations, which it will be in a month or so's time, or at least the way we've known it to be, it's going to cause some angst, isn't it, and, and some genuine 
worry for clubs going forward? I think JobKeeper kept a lot of businesses going in Australia and it's how much or where is kind of incidental. It's a bit more relative to your size, right? In the AFL, I don't think it's been reported, but I, I suspect it was quite a bit of money. It was eligible for yeah. JobKeeper, wasn't it, the AFL? I'm assuming it was. I mean, the, well, the clubs were. I'm, I'm, I'm a, well, yeah, I think I think it was. Yeah. I mean, well, I, know, saved, I know the clubs were. I'm assuming the AFL was. It saved every club. But, but every – I don't know of one business that, that – wasn't. I mean, Crown Casino was. Yep. We just talked about them on the main body of this anyway. Holic Clothing on Twitter. Two questions. Can you see the AFL having additional teams in Tassie and Northern Territory? Secondly, would the AFL teams survive and be in a good position if it created teams in Tassie and NT over GWS and Gold Coast? Um, I'll answer the first one pretty quickly there, Holic Clothing. No, um, I can't see the AFL having additional te- additional teams, additional being the key word there, in Tassie and New Northern Territory. I can see a relocated operation or, or a partially relocated operation in Tassie potentially, but I can't see a new team and I can't I li- see expansion into the Northern Territory. I like the Clarkson idea. I'd be, I'm a 20-team guy. I liked it straight as soon as I heard it. From Glenn March on Twitter, will we be resurrecting the once flagship crunch time this year? Uh, yes, we will, back at 11 a.m. in its normal traditional spot that it's been for a long period of time. So I look forward to... Uh, Having that back on the eleven sixteen and broader sports entertainment network syndicated list of stations. From Pete uh, via Twitter, did the sounding board Facebook page go down? Demo? Well, I'm not on Facebook, so I actually don't know, Archie. So did it? No. You know why? And then Richard Knight follows up with this is on you know, Facebook. I I'll tell you why it didn't go down. Are aware that the sounding board content is still visible and that Facebook believe it to be quote non media content. <laughs> yeah. Where are we at, Hachi? It's a reflection on us that even even <laughs> local even local fate and newsletter just got shut down. But we're we're so insignificant that we are still up. So if you want free <laughs> journalistic content, I think it's reflective of the fact that you and I haven't taken any interest at all in our Facebook page, and that's reflective of its uh, scaled audience and reflective of the disdain that's been shown by Mark here. Lee Jones on Twitter, what's the protocol when interviewing a subject such as Andrew Demetrio when they say prior to the interview that they won't be answering questions on a topic, e.g. Crown Bangaroo report? I think it looks weak when Waitley interviews him and doesn't even ask the question. This one has generated a fair bit of uh, subsequent questioning from uh, from what we discussed last week, actually. So, so Andrew Demetrio, I, I commented on the aspect of Andrew Demetrio going on the Waitley program the day after that New South Wales government report into negative report into into the Bangaroo or Barangaroo, I think it is, um, Crown Casino Operations. Uh, Demetrio just chose to use that morning to, to defend Eddie Maguire and his situation on a day where within 24 to 48 hours, he was about to uh, resign his own position off the off the Crown board. Clearly, there was a, a stipulation, don't take the interview. My view on that, to Lee Jones's question, and I think you've got a, a similar view, Hutchie. In fact, you might have influenced my view. I still think you take the interview to a point. There comes a time when the caveats on an interview become so great, and I've had one of these recently where you just say, no, I'm not doing it. But I'm not too proud to say that I've taken interviews with caveats in place. Now, there might be some long-term journos who just scoff at that and disown me as a member of the media, but I'd be staggered if in in 2021 um, there aren't regularly caveats placed on on such interviews. And I still think you, you take the view, there comes a point where you still win out of the uh, the arrangement with that person making themselves available. Your take, Archie? Well, there's lots of conditional interviews. Now, I, I must admit, I haven't actually heard, still to this day heard the, the Andrew Dimitri interview other than it, it, uh, the reaction that it generated uh, and the quotes generated by other media around the place, which I've read. So leave that aside for a sec. I, I think if there's a conditional interview, then you and you still think it's of use to you, you take it every day of the week. 
what you try and do is express maybe at the end what areas you weren't allowed to. So that was Damien Barrett there joining us on the sounding board and, of course, Damien did ask us as a condition of the interview not to ask him about the fact that the lights always go out in AFL House and we respect that view on that occasion. <laughs> That's how I kind of would, yeah. would do it. But there are other times yeah. when, the, when the subject says, I'm not talking about the lights going out in the AFL House and you're not to say that I said, don't yes. ask me about the lights yes, going out. Are, yep. And then, and then, you, and then you knowingly have to take the risk or the perceived backlash, if there is any, that comes yep. with that. And I've still done that many times myself and run the gauntlet. As, as speaking which, yep. the lights go out exactly as I say that. You couldn't as invent that. Again, you know, yeah, as, couldn't invent as that. I leave for the fifth, as I leave for the fifth <laughs> time to try and generate the uh, sensor to get them going again, can you read that one, which you might get some uh, enjoyment out of anyway, from uh, Josh McMullen on Facebook? I sure can. Uh, he remembers, Josh says, Damien covering the Sheffield Shield in the Courier-Mail, flying into state to go. cover four-day domestic games. And yes, the Brisbane Lions when he lived there. Anyway, you were talking the other day about Tom Brady. Rather than Dustin Martin, isn't Cameron Smith a better fit? He argues five premierships all bet too stripped. The dual Dalie M, one of the oldest players, captain, leader, etc. Oh, yeah, I think that's a great yeah, description. Cameron Smith is the closest to Tom Brady probably in the country. And it does look like he might be flirting with the idea of playing for the Broncos, Damo. The, no, the Broncos or the Titans? One of the two. I wouldn't be. Mo- I thought it was the Titans. I thought it was the Titans, Suchy. But I reckon. Yeah, I, I, I think can... it's going to be the Titans the way I read it. But it, you might know something more than I do because reckon... you, you broke the story off. of both Carmichael Hunt and Israel Folau leaving the Broncos, Suchy, to go and play, and and didn't we get some enjoyment out of those uh, those AFL careers? Carmichael Hunt and Israel Folau. What what an amazing waste of AFL money! But you broke those stories, Suchy, and you just now said you're hearing Cameron Smith's going to the Broncos. That could be that could be the the bombshell of the day. I think you'll end up with one of the two. I don't, I don't know that to be for any reason other than a, an opinion, by the way, but that would be my Are you backing opinion. away from what you just said there now? Are you just trying to put some cover over the fact that it might be the Titans? But you, you just said the Broncos. I thought it was going to be the Titans. No, I think he plays somewhere. We'll see. I don't think it's been reported that the Broncos are looking at him. I think Kevin Mulder's commented on Monday, didn't he, that he said that uh, they'd like to have him. So we'll see what happens. This has been the sounding board for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to broadcast in the dark, be sure to drink wise. Hutchie, the lights are about to go out again here, so I better go, uh, get off here. And that was a another question time for drink wise. You will not miss a moment if you choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hutchie and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. 